Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Cauldron with host Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Cauldron. We're really excited for this week's episode, where we are going to be discussing retrogrades. Yes, for this week's topic, we're going to be getting into retrogrades. I know Mercury retrograde is a very popular one that, you know, when you mention retrograde, Mercury is going to be the first that comes to mind for many of people, but that is hardly the only planet that goes into retrograde. Yeah, I was actually... Um, intrigued when I learned that there were more planets than just Mercury that went into retrograde, which logically makes sense if you understand how the solar system works. It had just never crossed my mind before, I guess. And like you said, people always seem to focus on Mercury the most for whatever reason, I guess. Maybe it happens the most. Mercury happens the most often. It does, actually. So I guess maybe the starting point would be what is a retrograde? Okay, so first up, retrograde in general is more of an optical illusion than it is the actual planet going backwards. What it is, is, you know, all of our planets are orbiting the sun, and each planet is at a different speed in their rotation. So at points, the planet, like if it's a faster moving planet, it will go past the Earth and lap it. Or if it's a slower moving, you know, kind of the the opposite of that motion. So while they're not technically going backwards, basically this is just a result of two objects orbiting at a different speed. For me, it was really difficult for me to sort of conceptualize this without like a video aid. But not only does the planet start to go into a retrograde motion, but it kind of makes this full on loop. If you view it, um, if you view like an actual simulation of this occurrence, it's pretty cool. Like it's not just like, you know, it's going up to speed and then boom backwards. It actually sort of stops, slows down and curves back around. It's actually really neat when you're looking at it. And I've seen some really cool videos where they sort of chart this out. And for this episode, we'll we'll link some of these videos so that you can sort of get a visual on this. So it's not just, you know, me relaying things um, that may or may not click because I know for me, I need that visual. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that as well. Um, I can only see in my mind what you're talking about because I have seen it before. And uh, I think it really does yeah. help kind of solidify it in your mind to, to see it. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, but, you know, with this sort of motion, then you get into the fact that not only is there like a firm retrograde period, but there's a pre-shadow period and then there's a post-shadow period. Because, it, you know, like we like I just mentioned, it, it's not, you know, boom and it happens. It, it's it's over a period of days or sometimes months, you know, depending on the planet and how far away it is. So for first up, the pre-shadow is, is sort of this foreshadowing. You know, this is, it'll bring up those topics that you're going to need to address during Mercury retrograde or, sorry, during a retrograde. And like we just mentioned, this pre-shadow period could be weeks or months, depending, you know, on that distance from the sun and how fast this planet is traveling. But this is, it's sort of the moment that kind of highlights what the emphasis might be during this retrograde period for you specifically. And this has so many variables, it's sort of hard to tell um, for, you know, each individual, you know, how is this affecting your chart and all that jazz. Um, But then you have the actual retrograde period. And that's the period, you know, most people are familiar with, you know, hey, Mercury's in retrograde, hey, Venus or, or Mars or, you know, any of these planets. And that's the period where it is actually going backwards. But then you have the post-shadow period, and that's sort of that period of catching up with the planet. So it'll start looking as if it's, you know, traveling in the same direction. And that's sort of your time during these retrograde periods to, you know, tie up loose ends and sort of finalize whatever it is we were supposed to learn in that original retrograde period. Now, Mercury is talked about most often because, like Jamie guessed earlier, that it happens more frequently. So Mercury retrogrades about three times a year. And the average length for these retrogrades is about three weeks. 
Now, when Mercury goes into retrograde, this is a time of communication mishaps because you got to think about Mercury and the themes of the planet Mercury. So like communications and technology or, or travel or even intellect and knowledge. So these sort of, you know, slow down and hit the pause button, you know, during these times. And when Mercury's in retrograde, you know, it can be a period of, you know, technological mishaps. I know I have experienced them more than once. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's also communication issues and, you know, just sort of this like mental fog, like a haze and, you know, but because it goes into retrograde more often, you know, this is the planet that we're hearing about more. And then you have Venus and Venus goes into retrograde every 18 months. So it's not quite as often, but still often enough to be felt and the length is about six weeks. So it's about double the time that Mercury's in retrograde. And as we all know, Venus has to do with love and romance and all things to do with love and romance, like fertility, um, beauty, um, sexuality in general. Some of the themes that can come up when Venus is in retrograde is the return of exes. So you may have them pop up in your life again. You may have a sudden urge to speak to them again. Um, you may be too idealistic. So think like, oh, just being completely overcome with, with just love and beauty, like rose-colored glasses, that sort of thing. Yes, yes. That is, that's a perfect comparison because that is sort of what this particular retrograde brings about. Funny enough, in a lot of the astrology groups that I'm in currently, they're doing, you know, the the Mercury retrograde X text. So it it sort of happens with with quite a few of these. You know, it, it's basically um, those lessons that you didn't quite fully learn before. Like now's the time to sit with that and and figure it out. And it, it, you know, maybe it'll work out between you and your ex, but uh, <laughs> I, I <laughs> maybe think, not. Yeah, I so. think sometimes maybe the lesson is just to to look at how things were and what you can learn from it. Maybe, maybe exactly. not necessarily to communicate with them again. <laughs> no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> that is your ex for a reason. All right, so Mars. So next we have Mars and Mars goes into retrograde approximately every 26 months. And this lasts anywhere from 55 to 80 days. And when you're thinking of Mars, like this is a planet of action. This is a planet of aggression. Um, but it, it also has, you know, factors of, of lust and passion as well. So when Mars goes into retrograde, you can sort of anticipate these areas of your life may become more stifled. But what it does is, you know, what every retrograde does ultimately is it's, it's a pause button. You know, it's, it's time to reflect on these particular areas in your life. So with Mars specifically, you know, this, this can be a period of conflicts and, you know, just lacking energy. It's a good time to sort of hold off on projects as Mars is a planet of action. And it, it's more just a period to reflect than it is to actually do. Yeah, sometimes we need to take a moment and to be a little more uh, introspective or sort of reflect on where we're going before we make that next move. And that's what this particular retrograde is trying to teach you. And then we have Jupiter. Now, if you don't know, Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system. So anytime this planet makes a move, it's going to be felt. <laughs> it's going to be known. And Jupiter goes into retrograde actually about once a year, um, which I found really interesting. And it's retrograde for about 120 days. So about a third of that fiscal year. Would it be fiscal year in this case? <laughs> the, the period of a year um, that we're given here, it is. It really depends on their particular accounting system. Yes, um. that is true, which I know nothing about. So I'm not even going to attempt to to comment on that any further. <laughs> but Jupiter is a planet of expansion. 
So there's a lot of things that come into play with that, you know, good fortune, prosperity, um, even philosophy. So like growth of the mind, right? Expanding of your mind. Um, so in, in general, it just has to do with growth and expansion. And so some of the themes that can come up while Jupiter is in retrograde is, is the idea of reviewing your goals. So if Jupiter is all about expansion, you want to look at the retrograde period as a time to reflect on how you need to grow, right? Maybe not quite take action yet. I think we can say that about all retrogrades. It's not really a time to take action necessarily. It's kind of a time to plan. So this is when you want to review your big goals, the way that you're growing. You know, are you happy with that growth? Do you need to shift? Do you need to do you need to pivot? You know, this is the time to take a look at that. Now, I'm sure if you have listened to any of the previous episodes, you have heard us refer to Saturn as big, big energy. And that is correct. This is a, a planet of karma and discipline and order. You know, this is uh, it can be a sort of harsh energy. Um, one about, you know, responsibility and, you know, really, really getting your shit done. Now, when Saturn is in retrograde, this is a time to sort of review all those rigid structures and regimens that are in your life. You know, this is a, a time to reflect on, you know, are they serving you? You know, it, is this working? It's, you know, it's just a good time to sort of review your commitments or your goals and, you know, just assess if this overall flow is something you can sustain or, or if, you know, you need to go about this in a different way. Then we have Uranus. Now Uranus goes into retrograde again about once a year um, and it stays retrograde for about 148 days. So a good part of the year. And some of the things that can come up during this period are centered around the ideas of freedom and creation. Also, rebellion. <laughs> so being eccentric, you know, being a change maker. That's what this planet is all about. So while this planet is in retrograde, you want to see how those themes apply to your life. Now, Uranus is also the planet of transformation. So the the theme of Uranus in retrograde is going to be around reviewing these transformations in our life. You know, are we happy with the changes that have taken place? Are we happy with our place in the world? You know, are we happy with what we stand up for? You know, the way we create, the way we bring things into the world, the way we birth things. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, you're very familiar with this because, you know, it's it's very prevalent in your chart, but, you know, it's this, this shakeup and this change maker. So a lot of the time when this planet goes into retrograde, these are going to be some pretty big changes within your life. You know, it's, you may feel sort of compelled to, you know, just sort of, you know, undergo this like inner transformation. So it's, it's big period. It, it's not talked about, you know, in any, the same frequency as Mercury retrograde, but it is a very vital um, retrograde to sort of consider and understand, you know, what it's teaching you. Next up, we have Neptune. Now, this planet goes into retrograde about once a year, and the length is about 150 days. Now, Neptune is this sort of dreamy and intuitive planet. It's, you know, this, this planet has themes of both compassion and illusion and visions. So this is sort of like an unconscious, dreamy sort of feel to it with this planet. Now, when this planet goes into retrograde, it's time to, you know, review our, our purpose and our dreams and, you know, just sort of reflect on the unconscious factors in our life. Like what are we feeling, you know, below the surface? It's time to dig deeper than we normally would to really get into our psyche. That is what a Neptune retrograde is a great time. Now, remember, these aren't times of actions. It's just sort of a time to acknowledge, you know, really see it in front of you so you can determine what those best steps might be. But hold off on taking direct action until after the dust has settled. 
Then last but certainly not least, we have Pluto, which again goes into retrograde about once a year. But this particular planet is actually in retrograde for five to six months. So it actually affects us a lot more often than any of us probably actually realize. Pluto has to do with death and rebirth. So this is the planet that's farthest away from us here on Earth. And it, it kind of gets a bad rap, I think, sometimes to like Neptune um, because of this theme of death and rebirth and transformation that comes into play. But because of that, it can also be a planet of triumph and and the the unconscious things that we do come into play a lot with this. So this is a time when Pluto is in retrograde, that is, that you're going to probably uncover a lot of hidden truths about yourself. <laughs> and given that, you know, we go through this for five to six months, um, it happens a lot, you know, for us to take this look at ourselves and and be honest with ourselves about the things that are going on in our lives, the decisions that we're making, you know, where we are. You know, it's a really powerful energy. It takes up more of the year. Um, But you sort of, if you reflect back on your life and sort of the way that changes evolve or like those big pivotal moments in your life, you'll notice that it's a pretty substantial block of time. And a lot of the times the, the themes sort of line up. Now with retrogrades, some of the time you may or may not have learned your lesson from a previous retrograde. So, you know, without digging too far into your charts, if you think back to the last time this planet was in retrograde, you'll see themes for your life, you know, during this time, you can sort of map out your own personal, you know, retrograde, like, how is this particularly going to affect me, you know, just by reviewing what you were going through, you know, during the last time, whatever planet it was, was in retrograde, because these themes can be reoccurring until they're solved or or perfected or until, you know, you've moved past, whatever it may be, you know, and in relation to the themes of the planets themselves. Now, one thing while we were preparing for this, um, this episode was I realized that Jamie has zero natal planets in retrograde, which is actually pretty rare. Yeah, I was excited to learn this because I have absolutely no idea what that means, but I know she's going to tell me. And I told her not to tell me earlier. Yes, so we can <laughs> said, no, about it. <laughs> we got to discuss this on the podcast. So please tell us what that means. Yes. Now, to have no planets in retrograde, while this is exceedingly rare, uh, it's also pretty rare to have more than three or four planets in retrograde. What that would mean for a person, a person who does not have any planets in retrograde is that their life purpose was sort of always there. They sort of always knew about what it should be. And they've continued to show up as this person. Whereas a person with planets in retrograde, they're going to take the scenic route, figuring out what the hell they want to do. And this, this is actually (laughs) really true for us. (laughs) I think that is probably very true. Yes. That's wild. Yes. Now, each of these planets, just like they do when the planet goes into retrograde, it means something different for, you know, if you have a a natal planet in retrograde. And we're going to go over that um, a little, you know, right now, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think she mentioned it, but Charlotte has five planets in retrograde in her chart. It's pretty ridiculous. Yes. So I have zero. She has five. We're like opposite ends of the spectrum (laughs) when it comes to that. Um, which I just, yeah, I thought was hilarious, but, um, I, I'd say it definitely makes sense. You've switched careers a lot and granted I've done numerous things, but there's always been this undercurrent that I've understood about my life. That was the point. And I always fall back to that. And it, and well, this podcast is one of those endeavors, you know, (laughs) you've sort of been this, this serial entrepreneur, whereas I spent many of years in finance and I hated it. It took me many years and some degrees to realize that I don't even like math. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you got, you went to school to be a radiologist as well. Yes. Yes. That was, that was going to be my, my first step. And then I realized I don't actually like the medical field. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) 
least you learned at least you learned that early on you know before you spent years into something that you really really hated oh well you know when I got my associate's degree I was probably one of the very few that probably had enough credit hours to have a bachelor's even to this day it Mm -hmm. (sighs) but but I mean it could be worse I could be you know doing something that was not truly meant for me so (laughs) it's a great career though that's true (laughs) Now, as I was saying, when a planet is in retrograde in your natal chart, um, this energy is sort of stifled. You know, it's it's not the outward projection of the energy. It's more of an internal focus. You know, and it doesn't mean that it's not present. Like a lot of the times people with multiple planets in retrograde, and I speak from experience, will have more of an introspective relationship with the ideas or the themes of these planets. Now, natal planets in retrograde will experience a couple of challenges when it comes to expressing the particular energy. With a planet in retrograde, it's not that that energy will not be expressed. It will, like I said, it, it, it's taking the scenic route. It, it sort of delays you know, your, your progression in life, but it's not that you're not going to get there. It's just that it may take longer than somebody without, you know, natal retrogrades to get there. You'll find your groove. You know, if you continue on your path and you continue learning your lessons, you will eventually sort of find what works for you and where you fit in. Basically, you're going to be zigzagging to that end goal, but you can eventually get there if that, is something that you tackle in this lifetime. Uh, a lot of what astrology is, is it's sort of this blueprint for your life. And it, you know, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. It, it's to teach you what your mission is and, you know, these obstacles that you can and need to overcome to sort of get to, to where you need to go. So as with me and Jamie's charts, less than 10% of the time, there are no retrograde planets in the sky. So it is exceedingly rare for a person to be born without any natal planets in retrograde. But, you know, same token, normally there's one or two. It's also rare when you get into those larger numbers. It, It creates a really odd person, and I can vouch for this. So... Well, didn't we experience this last year um, where there were like five or six planets in retrograde all at the same time? Oh, yes. Yes. And it was it was a wild time. And so all the babies born during that period last year are going to be you know, experiencing this, <laughs> sort of the same things as you. They will be just as weird. <laughs> I take comfort in this. <laughs> <laughs> you grow into it, though, so it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, honestly, I would say that you guys probably find your groove even more so than maybe people who don't have any natal planets in retrograde, because we just kind of like, I don't know, there's like this rebellion and like, outside the norm factor. Yeah, with having zero, whereas you guys dive in here and you dive in there and you have all these experiences and you do all these things to get you there. It, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. In sort of like when you have the the natal planets in retrograde, you're sort of focusing on the smaller details before you build up to the bigger picture. And, you know, kind of what what you just said reminds me of is like there, there are certain aspects in astrology that are considered bad. Well, they're not really bad uh, because like, you know, if you have a, a grand trine, that's considered a good aspect. But, but, you know, if you don't have any of those harder aspects, sometimes you won't develop like a grit. So it, it, there's pluses and minuses. Like, are you lucky? Hell yeah. But did you, you know, did you have those, you know, sort of setbacks that you had to grow from? Maybe, maybe not, you know, it's, so there's basically, it's not bad. So (laughs) It, it, yeah, it's just like a more well-rounded yeah, life experience, yeah, it can, I guess you could say. It can go, you know, either way. And a lot of the times, oh, shit, a lot of the times when you get into, you know, really diving into your natal chart, which isn't what this episode's about, uh, but you, 
the, the retrograde planets can sometimes correspond with your relationships at, at, in early childhood and sort of that development. Yeah, you know, I would I would probably recommend and I think I'm going to do this now myself is to figure out um, when all the different planets are going to be going into retrograde and kind of put it on my calendar. Yes. You know, to sort of use it as a tool to go, okay, if I know that Pluto is going to be in retrograde from this date to this date, these are the themes that are probably going to come up. They can help you maybe make decisions in your life, you know, whether it be like in your romantic life or your career life or your social life, whatever it may be. Um, and then also how that comes into play, like with your own chart. Again, this is a, this episode isn't about that, but I, I would highly recommend that. And I, I think it would be a great tool to help you kind of navigate your life in a more intentional way. Absolutely. It's also, it's, that would be like an ideal time to sort of journal too, you know, so you can sort of recapture yeah. those themes, you know, as they're occurring and, you know, just, I, I pretty much always recommend journaling or writing things down probably because my memory sucks a lot of the time. So, <laughs> you know, just sort of having it down on paper, it also solidifies the memory for me. You know, once I've written it down, you know, I can sort of see, you know, one, everything in front of me and two, just sort of navigate, you know, where do we go from here? So yeah, it's a great idea to chart, you know, what is in retrograde and apply it back to yourself for sure. So Mercury is in retrograde. What now? Well, some of the lessons that are going to come up are going to be related to thinking, communication, and your mind. So when Mercury is in retrograde at birth, so if it's in your birth chart, the thinking processes for you are generally going to be uh, a little bit more acute um, and your sense of humor is probably going to be really quirky. Um, so those really fun, silly people that I love so much because I am not one of those people. <laughs> if you have Mercury in retrograde in your chart, you are going to be absorbing thoughts and ideas through like repetition and osmosis rather than like careful and deliberate studying. So when Mercury is in retrograde, the information for us is processed non-sequentially and very intuitively. So these, these people are going to be constantly sort of reviewing these things in their mind, you know, thinking it over, replaying it in their mind, editing things in their mind. Um, they really are their own best teacher. You know, these are the self-taught kind of people. And they they really question what other people live by. So they like to kind of create their own, forge their own path, I guess, when it comes to, to thinking and intellectual subjects. Yes, yes. And I can definitely relate to at least the quirky sense of humor portion. Um, <laughs> that That one definitely <laughs> fits for me. So next up, we have Venus, which is actually not a planet that I have in retrograde. But, you know, we go back to Venus. You know, themes of this are like love and creativity and beauty. And a person who has a natal Venus in retrograde may, you know, have to take a longer journey to sort of achieve or cultivate these things. You know, when somebody has a natal Venus in retrograde, these individuals are not ones that appreciate sort of the social niceties. You know, they're not ones for small talk. They're, they're pretty deep. These, they can be considered shy uh, when they're younger, um, you know, maybe a little awkward, you know, in, in the realm of, you know, social, dis, you know, discussions and social graces and, you know, all those social niceties, you know, may not come as naturally to an individual who has a natal Venus in retrograde. But, you know, this person, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that said, you know, this, this person, you know, taking this scenic route, as we've said, uh, they develop sort of unique, unique and uh, individual ideas regarding, you know, the, these topics of Venus, so beauty and pleasure and love. And, you know, that said, they, they may 
seek, you know, some sort of unconventional partners. So it, it presents itself, you know, in, in that way. And then we have Mars. So if you have Mars in your natal chart, this is going to be relating to drive and ambition. So the, the energy to accomplish things in life and also like autonomy. So being very self-led again, you know, having that, that holding on to that sovereignty, right. And leadership positions. Okay. And being able to manifest things for ourselves. I say ourselves. I don't have any plans. So I'm <laughs> so maybe not Jamie's self. self. <laughs> <laughs> so it can bring up fears of being maybe an ineffective leader, you know, um, not having enough ambition. Okay. When Mars is in retrograde at your birth. So almost like Virgos kind of come to mind with this because it feels like they're kind of self-sabotage at times. They kind of fight with themselves a lot, right? This theme can come up for people who have Mars in their natal chart is that you feel like you're in competition with yourselves, you know, constantly trying to, to do better, be better and top yourself. Yes. And <laughs> you can kind of tend to internalize that, that anger and those emotions that come up with that. And, and it can leak out in maybe ways that you don't really want it to rather than express it directly. Um, you know, and I, I think I've seen this to be true for people before. So, yes. No. Now, I actually don't have Mars in retrograde, but I definitely have a Virgo moon and I am always in competition with myself. I always think I could have done it better, which... You know, that is definitely something that you have to reel in from time to time. Um, but it has its pluses too. It does, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I, I knew that I didn't have Mars in retrograde because I have no qualms saying what I think. So, <laughs> all right. So next we have Jupiter. And when Jupiter is in a natal retrograde... Uh, you know, this Jupiter again has themes of abundance and expansion and luck. And, you know, there could be some inner work that needs to happen in regards to these. So people who are born with Jupiter in retrograde, you know, they, they can be a bit unusual, um, you know, in their perspectives or, you know, their morals or beliefs, you know, they, these are the type of people that prefer to learn from their own experiences. And this is actually a planet I do have in retrograde and I can vouch for this. So I, <laughs> I never learned by anybody else doing something. I had to do the stupid thing. So that's, that's sort of the, the energy with Jupiter or natal Jupiter being in retrograde. You know, they're, they're going to seek answers from within themselves, you know, rather than outside, you know, they, they really, these people are not going to be conventional and, and not that Jupiter is a conventional planet to, from the get go, but you know, people with a natal Jupiter in retrograde are, you know, they're, they're going to find their way in, you know, in new ways. They're going to carve their own path. So like we were saying earlier, not all natal retrogrades are bad. Yeah, they each just have their lessons, you know, and in general, retrogrades tend to be about learning, <laughs> and, yes. you know, and taking stock of our of our lives and ourselves. So that theme is always going to come up, I think. But again, it doesn't have to be bad, you know, taking responsibility for ourselves and, and being aware of ourselves and taking that time to to grow and expand is not only important, but necessary. Yeah, it's absolutely vital. Um, so when you do have these, these natal planets, you know, it's, it's not like a death sentence, you know, it's not like, oh, it's just, <laughs> it's something to work towards. And then we have Saturn. Now, if you have Saturn as a natal planet in retrograde in your chart, oh, honey, <laughs> uh, this is, a, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, again, not bad just maybe a little bit tough, um, which also means that you're learning some really awesome lessons in this life that maybe you won't have to repeat again. So go you. 
So these people, um, I tend to think of as like the people pleasers. Okay. So, um, they're going to be experiencing a lot more self-doubt and guilt than maybe usual than other people. Um, and a lot of their subconscious fears and even conscious fears are going to be very internalized. So these are, these are the people that don't really express that and they put on a brave face. So these are the grin and bear it types. So that's why I say people pleasers, right? Because those are the ones that are just like, yeah, sure. I'm fine. You know, absolutely fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Um, but they, they don't want people to see them as vulnerable. They don't want to be seen as weak. And even though vulnerability, I think, is a strong thing, <laughs> I think it's a really awesome thing. Um, some people tend to view it more as a weakness. And so that gets internalized. Um, and also there can be reasons for that, like not wanting to let other people down. Um, so feeling like you have to step up to a plate, whether that be self-imposed or maybe one that's been given to you. Um, and you want to be able to fulfill your responsibilities. So so if you have Saturn in retrograde in your birth chart, you may deal with feelings of unworthiness in your life. You may avoid taking responsibility for your mistakes or perhaps even not really taking risks in your life because you're so afraid to take chances. This is another planet that was in retrograde for me. Are you noticing a theme yet? Are you noticing a theme? <laughs> yet here you are (laughs) yes yes at almost 35 um it it takes a while it can be a long road but you know it with this particular planet in retrograde you know saturn saturn often um is sort of symbolic for the father figure so sometimes if it is a natal retrograde you know sometimes that relationship may have been you know sort of disjointed or didn't flow well or just sucked you know it just um but there there are always opportunities to learn and grow so and to sort of push past this, this people pleasing that may take place if you have this, uh, you know, in your natal charts. All right. Next we have Uranus. Sorry. Uranus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The themes of this planet are originality, innovation, and ingenuity. Now, if your natal Uranus is in retrograde, you know, this could be, you know, it could present itself. It can manifest as a fear of new, new things, new ideas, new technologies, new improvements. You know, this, this could create a, an even more eccentric human being than a, a normal Uranus placement. So, <laughs> Uh, a lot of the times, you know, with this placement, a a person can sort of shake free, you know, of, of the restraints and they'll mess things up for themselves for a little while and then they'll kind of retreat back into their shells and then they may do it again. Like this could be a, a pattern. Um, but when a person is born with Uranus in retrograde, they're, they're sort of a natural born rebel. These people in particular do have sort of this strong drive to persist and sort of test out their abilities. You know, so this isn't an influence that inhibits the peculiarities, you know, that Uranus brings. It it actually might just make it a bit more peculiar. If I am being 100%, like these, these, it could inspire a very weird and unique individual. But they may not be as upfront about it as somebody, you know, with a natal Uranus that isn't, you know, sort of inhibited, I guess would be the word. But, you know, with that said, people with this placement are probably always going to feel uh, a bit different from others. So it, it really will create a person that maybe feels like people don't understand them. And then there's Neptune, which is that wonderfully intuitive, mysterious, dreamy planet that we all love and adore. 
And people born with Neptune retrograde in their natal chart are most likely going to be suppressing their intuitive spiritual side, that that knowing, that connection to our higher self. They're going to regard it as something, uh, I don't know, foreign, weird. They're not going to be comfortable expressing that. that. That vulnerability that comes with that is going to be very strange for them. And they're going to want to keep it very private. So they, they may feel it very much. They're going to feel it, but they're definitely not going to express it and admit it to anyone. Um, sometimes not even themselves, but this person can also be someone who's like, uh, prone to addiction, um, and delusions and this sort of thing. Because when we, when we ignore that part of ourselves, right, that very core, I mean, we are spiritual beings when we don't accept that reality, it can create this separation where we're just kind of like walking around just zombie flesh suits, you know, so you're going to be prone to numbing yourself. You're going to want to numb yourself to hide that, right? To keep that, that feeling away from you because you don't want to deal with the reality. Um, and so they can also be prone to deception and can be very confused about themselves in general. Yes, yes, absolutely. Sort of keeping that, that part of yourself stifled can have a lot of adverse, you know, effects. I know I wasn't always as open about my weirdness as I am today, where I embrace it fully. But <laughs> all right, next we have Pluto. And this is one that, you know, it can be a little bit harder to gauge because you have to consider, you know, sort of the length of time that Pluto is in retrograde. It's half the year. So like half the birthdays, close to half a year. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, half <laughs> the birthdays are going to have, you know, this planet in retrograde. So you sort of got to think, you know, what is Pluto? This is a planet of personal power and transformation. So this could be, you know, slightly inhibited for you. You know, people with this in their birth chart um, may fear, you know, somebody else controlling them. They they may be more skeptical. Um you know, or worried that somebody is going to manipulate them or, or being betrayed by, you know, people close to you. It, it can, it can make a suspicious individual. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, that said, you know, with it being inhibited, you know, these people are, you know, kind of going to hold that close to their chest. Like this, if they expose these thoughts or this part of themselves you know, that would be being vulnerable. And a, a lot of retrogrades or natal retrogrades specifically have this theme in common. They, you, you, you fear being vulnerable. So it will take you a longer time to sort of embody the person you probably always were. But, you know, it, like we said earlier, just taking that scenic route takes you a little time to get there. So... Uh, a person with a natal Pluto um, in retrograde could be, you know, more secretive or uh, more secretive and to themselves. But, you know, inside that internal world, it's it's intense. It is. It is. And I am one of those half birthdays because, like I said, I got everything in retrograde. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And let's talk for a minute about Mercury retrograde, because as we are recording this, we are deep in the throes of our first Mercury retrograde for this year. No, second. 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 Yes. Second Mercury retrograde for this year, um, which when it first began, we also had a full moon eclipse, right? Just after it started. So. Yes, yes, we did. Um, this second one anyways. Yeah, there was a full moon eclipse in Scorpio right before this hit. So a lot of energy. Um, this, this sort of created this perfect transformative intro to Mercury retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I tried to hop off of that train of like, 
oh no, Mercury retrograde, here we go again. You know, I try not to subscribe to that because again, there's just so much that you can learn. There's so much to experience and I don't like to put that label on it. Yeah. But this particular one is kicking our asses, y'all. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, sometimes you can emerge, you know, relatively unscathed from a, a, a Mercury retrograde. Whew. This one, this one's been intense. Shoot. It has been intense, especially around the ideas of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, very much so. I know, like, so Greg and I have been together since January 11th, and we always communicate so well. <sighs> but since this one started, <laughs> it's like, we're literally like, and I don't even mean like misunderstanding. I mean, literally like not even hearing each other. Like he'll say something and I hear it completely wrong. And I'm like, what? And he's like, did you hear me? And I'm like, did you say blah, blah, blah? And he's like, no, I said, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You know? And then, and then it just makes it worse because then like one person thinks the other is like just bullshitting. And it's just this, it's a whole, it's this whole thing. So it's like, thank God we know that this is happening so that we can be like, oh my God. Okay. Deep breath. <laughs> yes. Yes. I I was definitely, I don't, I wasn't having the exact same thing, but I could say communication wasn't so great around here. Now, granted, we were mid-move, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had a lot of other things at play. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That transformative energy, it lined right up. Basically, my first weekend in this new place. And hey, guys, I'm recording from my new studio, and I, I'm super happy that there's AC. Maybe not directly in this room, but it, it's around. It's around me. So, yay. A little round of applause. For <laughs> air conditioning in Florida. <laughs> I, yes, yes. Previously, my studio was my garage because we're really fancy around here. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm moving on. Get it done. I, I'm in a closet. <laughs> Literally, um, but <laughs> which side note, by the way, some of our listeners may actually get to see these really cool behind the scenes things soon because we are playing around with opening up a Patreon account yes. um, because, oh my goodness, cheers for us. We hit a thousand followers on Instagram and it is climbing really, really fast. And that was our initial goal. I think that's everyone's initial goal on Instagram. And we said, when we hit a thousand, we're going to start playing around with the idea of having a Patreon to start giving you guys more of of a look into how we create these episodes and who we are and some of the really funny things that you guys think you may hear. But believe me, there's a lot more that you don't hear. Yes. Yes. There's an editing process. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And some of those things are just downright hilarious. Um, But also, you know, there's things that we want to do, you know, share more in depth about, you know, so um, who knows exactly what that's going to look like. But I just wanted to mention that here because it's something that that we're working on in the background. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's something I'm excited for, too. It'll give us an opportunity to sort of reach people on a more individual level, you know, than, yeah, you know, you're, you're hearing us now, but you know, it's not, not as interactive. Yeah. It'll, it'll give us a way to, to uh, connect with you guys, our, our wonderful audience a little bit more, I think, which yeah, is really exciting, but we're just going to plan while Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not launching anything guys. We're not launching anything yet. We'll no execution for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's just an idea that we we had actually formed well before this Mercury retrograde. So now, you know, we're just in that revised editing, you know, sort of stage. So let us know what you'd like to see on it. And, you know, we can we can work to provide, you know, something that you'll really enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah, we I think we had discussed this being very um, user fueled, you know, like we want you guys to have a huge role in not only that community, you know, and, and and how we connect with you guys, but even just in general with like episode ideas, you know, what is it that you guys are talking about, learning about, you know, what's important to you? What can we cover that's relevant to you right now? Yeah, exactly. We love getting episode ideas. In fact, this episode was an idea that I received from somebody direct messaging me. And that's how it all came about. So we love to sort of take your feedback and take your ideas and and get it into rotation. 
you know, we want to create content that you enjoy. So we really love hearing from you. It just, you know, it gives us an idea of, of what you want to hear. So we are always taking suggestions. So feel free to DM us or email us. There's, there's so many ways to get a hold of us. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that wraps up this episode of retrogrades. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this as much as I have. I've definitely learned a lot. I feel like I say that like every other episode because Charlotte's just the queen of astrology. And as much as I think I know sometimes there's just so much more like layers and layers and layers. And I just, it's, it's fascinating to me. So thank you again for joining us around the cauldron. And if you haven't already, please go follow us on Instagram at cosmic cauldron podcast and and share one of our posts to your stories and tag us so that way we can see who you are and we can shout you out on our stories maybe or who knows what could happen but we we love to interact with you guys we don't know when you're listening no <laughs> you know the, <laughs> the, the the way these apps are set up it shows us views of the podcast, but it doesn't tell us who or where they come from. So we would love to be able to recognize you. And until we get a Patreon up, um, that's a great way to interact with us. Yes. Yes. We would love to know who you are. So feel free to contact us. And until next time, blessed be. Peace out.